Hey everybody, welcome back to the BB Breakdown, where we talk about everything and anything Big Brother related. My name is Abby Adams. Scott is not with me again for one more week. He will be rejoining me next week, but we still have tons to talk about with this crazy week eight. There's so much going on, guys, and we're really going to start with the raw emotions that are kind of flowing um, after Derek X's eviction last week. Um, A lot of people were struggling with their emotions. while playing the game this week in particular, um, especially watching somebody that they really cared about go out the door knowing that they weren't part of their alliance. Um, Kylan included. Kylan was particularly emotional in the DR. Um, but while he said he was sad to see a friend go, he wasn't at the same time because he knows that it uh, helps improve his game. Uh, we have to touch on to um, another note that uh Big Derek X moment from that last episode, um, the last HOH, um, where, oh my goodness, he called out Sarah Beth um, and called her Nicole F and basically was just like, somebody in this house is playing a Nicole F game. I did, He didn't say anything and you could see um, that it was obviously her. Um, it's pretty obvious when you kind of narrow it down and she figured it out pretty easily herself so it wasn't hard for her to see either um she called the comment hurtful um i think it's interesting because there is such a debate there in this has been debated i mean i've seen it on tiktok and twitter this week um about whether or not like that should have been an insult or a compliment like a lot of people especially fans of nicole f are saying like you know, this is something that shouldn't even be offensive. Like, why would she, why would this be offensive to her game? But I think what those fans fail to see is um, one of her biggest flaws is her inability to play her own game. And that largely comes with um, both games that she played before um, Big Brother 22, which was All Stars 2. Um, she relied both games on showmances to get her as far as she did. And a lot of people criticize her for that, uh, myself included, Scott included, because we feel like somehow she kind of, it, it's not that we don't say, uh, Scott would say that he doesn't think that she deserves the win. I don't necessarily go that far. Do I think she should have win? No. Do I think that she didn't deserve it? I also think that that's not the case. I do think she did deserve it um, to some degree, but I do think that Paul deserved it more. Um, But I also think that part of why I say that she didn't deserve it as much and why people will say that Nicole F didn't deserve it, period, was because of the fact that she used so many of her in-house, not just friendships, like physical relationships with people to um, get her way and to get by in the house. Um, And a lot of people don't like that kind of gameplay. Um, So back to SB. (laughs) SB, again, to note, she literally quote unquote, called it hurtful um, to have been targeted like that in his speech. She immediately understood that she was being targeted like that. And she's just hoping that either people didn't pick up on it themselves, they don't believe it, or they just don't care. Um, So anyways, her big goal this week, she knows she's the main target because not only did she get him out last week, but she's kind of started picking up that she's on people's radars even before she was HOH last week. Hence why her HOH win was so pivotal for her game and she thought it was going to help her um so her big goal first off is to try and get tiffany to keep her off the block 
um, especially when she's trying to get nominated. She hilariously goes in thinking that she can convince her. And I'm not even saying hilariously like, oh, Tiffany would never, because Tiffany really actually would never. But the funny part is how much CBS played up Tiffany considering um, Alyssa uh, for going up on the block before they revealed that instead of putting her up, she just ran right to Alyssa and told Alyssa what happened. Um, so it's pretty telling, <laughs> but it's, it is good storytelling. It was definitely a gripping way to put it, but it was definitely a little out of sync of how it actually happened in the house because there was just, I mean, there was a little bit of not consideration for it, but like she did understand the points that SB was making, especially about Alyssa. I mean, she. Quote on, again, quote unquote, um, with Tiffany, she said, um, Alyssa is in the ICU now. That's how hard she campaigned, she being uh, SB, to get her on the block. And it's just kind of funny to me um, how quickly people thought that could have flipped. And CBS kind of made it be like, oh, is Alyssa going up? And no, Alyssa is absolutely going to be the target this coming week. And I'll tell you why. Um if you haven't figured it out, the, the 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 cookout, I mean, I don't even need to tell you why I say that, but it's fairly obvious that the cookout is just plowing through everybody right now. They are by far one of the most successful um, alliances ever to exist in Big Brother history. Um, Kyland is pushing, even with Kyland pushing the limits week after week after week, it is still considered one of the strongest because nobody has flipped. The only time that we've seen even little like pieces of people considering coming out there in the DR, those are, it's little things that can be manipulated by production where it's like, ooh, are they thinking about leaving the cookout? The only real stuff, and we will talk about this later in the episode, is Kylan really actually trying hard to go against what the cookout had planned for um, getting out all of their um, duos and their allies um, that were not a part of the cookout. Um, another point I want to make is um, there has been this big debate ever since um, Alyssa was run over by the bus about whether or not she is worthy of being run over by the bus. And a lot of people were worried going into this week, like who was going to be the HOH, especially with Tiffany dethroned, she can compete again. And a lot of people are like, but will Alyssa win, especially with an endurance comp that they had teased us with this week? Um, Cause we know that Alyssa's a pretty strong person, even though she is definitely small, she is definitely mighty. Um, and a lot of people were like, oh, like it might be a big time to get her out of the house this week, feeding into some of the CDS stuff. This was before the eviction. Um, and we, Got a lot of talk, though, about her resume. And, you know, I got to say, people got to stop with Alyssa's resume because she really doesn't have one. Um, and, and that's going to probably drive some people nuts. If you don't want to hear it, I don't care because Scott will agree with me when he comes back. It's, it's, it's ridiculous how much people are hyping her up for doing absolutely nothing. They'll say, oh, she won a POV. That power of veto was literally handed to her. Sure, she came close in the first veto competition. She absolutely blew in this POV comp, comp this week. And we're going to talk about that. She, she was horrible. Like one of the worst people in the competition. So it's it's to act like she's this big comp beast. Absolutely not. Another thing that people are like, are, oh, she won, a high, the, won the high rollers comp. She was the only person to play. That doesn't mean anything. And then she literally, in turn, put her own ally on the block. That's not a good resume move. 
And on top of all this, the reason that her biggest ally even went out of the house in the first place is because she was having a showmance with him that it wasn't really a showmance, but they were so close. Super fan Alyssa, who wasn't familiar with some of the comps that are very common comps. It's just, it kind of blows my mind. Like she did not understand what the POV comp was this week. She didn't understand it until like halfway through. And it's like, yeah, honey, this is a common competition. So I just get a little frustrated when people, I don't know if the show made her call herself a super fan or what, but she is not a super fan based off of what she's doing because super fans don't talk about their resume in the way. Yes, they talk about their resume, but not in the way she does. Like she is actually literally thinking about it as a resume and a win is a win. She's not thinking about it being if it's a quality win. Because in the end, most of her wins didn't actually end up having any sort of impact on her game in a positive way. Um, I mean, yes, the POV did temporarily, but long term, there really weren't um, that many positives going on for her game um, in terms of her resume. So she loves to hype that up. I just don't understand. But um, back to Sarah Beth, because... <laughs> She still thinks that she's in an alliance with Alyssa, which I think is the most hilarious part about her throwing her under the bus so hard this uh, week, right before nominations, was right before this, they had all, uh, it was um, last week, they had formed a four-person four person alliance with their other members of their duo, um, Xavier and Kylan, and they called themselves the monarchy. It was so obvious that was never going to last. Um, especially with Kylan and Xavier, but they don't know. They're still completely oblivious to it right now. We'll talk about that a little bit in a little bit. Um, anyways, we'll get to the nominations. Um, since Xavier won H uh, HOH, since Xavier won a uh, veto last week, one of the punishments that he had to take in order to win the veto was to be an automatic third nominee for the week. So Xavier's on the block as well as Kylan and Sarah Beth. Yeah, Sarah Beth really, <laughs> she did not succeed whatsoever in trying to uh, manipulate um, Tiffany. And I just think it was really funny in the way that like they played it up all episode just being like, oh my God, is it going to happen? And it's like, nah, it's, it's not guys. It's not. Um, so everybody knows the high rollers comp is coming up and it's going to be the coin of destiny this week. You have to have 250 to play. So that makes it really complicated because only a certain amount of people are going to even be allowed to play. Um, also a note that Xavier went bankrupt last week. So he actually has no money whatsoever to play with. Um, he has to kind of rely on just being fed enough and he, there's no way he would be, um, statistically or numerically or whatever the math number word that I'm looking for is. But anyways, uh, right before this competition, Hannah has a master plan, or as people are going in there, Hannah has a master plan about letting Claire win the Coin of Destiny. So that way, all six members of the cookout, <clears throat> should she dethrone Tiffany, would be eligible to win. Um, and that's assuming that only a certain amount of people play. Um, and... Claire openly agrees to this. Um, they have a meeting, the three of them in the HOH room where she's just like, yeah, absolutely. This is the power I want. They're like, are you sure you don't want to be eligible to play next week? And she was like, yeah, I can make that sacrifice. Um, and we learn after the POV that Claire really wanted to try and shake up what Tiffany wanted because she initially um, was willing to go with uh, Tiffany's plan. And um, we'll, we'll feed into a little bit uh, that a little bit more, but if you didn't guess already, if you haven't been following, Claire did win the uh, Coin of Destiny, but 
it was close. And we'll go through all of the results right now. So just a quick note on the comp rules. The, um, if you have enough to play and you need 250 to play, um, you would be rolling coins down a table and you have to get as many coins into three of the slots down at the end um, as possible in two minutes. And the person naturally with the most at the end wins. Um, so let's go through and talk about the BB bucks. So um, Aza um, wound up with 200. I, my dumb, my dumb ass didn't even write in the correct number. I believe she had only 50 from, I know she had 50 for America. I believe she only got 50 for the HOH competition, which brings her up to 200 and she can't play. Um, quick side note, because this is something that they did not show on television is she was butthurt that she got 50 every single time. And I mean, I think that's a bad way to put it. It's not butthurt because I, I understandably upset about why she wasn't able to compete um, because she wasn't getting any of this money. Um, but in reality, like, so she was, she went to um, Xavier and she's her little crush and she's like, why, why not? And he's just like, oh, I don't know. It could just be the way like they're being portrayed on CBS. And, but it, it, he kind of always hinted at like, she hasn't really done a ton of stuff to be put on television. Like if we think about it, Anybody who's watching the live feeds knows the biggest thing that she did that like even gets her name brought up is like when she fell doing the moonwalk. Like that was pretty much the biggest thing. And last week when she was debating whether or not she wanted to keep Derek X. I mean, those were the only times that her name came up. And I think she doesn't understand that if she had saved Derek X or worked to save him, that she might've ended up with 75 this week. Um, and that's no dig at her because I kind of don't understand all the hate, but I, I think she doesn't quite understand that not only is she not entertaining on the show, she's also not entertaining on the feeds. Um, it doesn't make her a bad person. There's nothing about um, being a boring person on television or the feeds that makes you a bad person. It's almost probably good because it means that you're not this polarizing person that people are just going to hate because I don't know people who actually hate Aza. Like it's just a, I don't care for her simply because she just doesn't interest me. It's not even that they don't like her. It's just, she doesn't interest them um and personally if that was me i would probably take that over being disliked any day but anyways aza can't play because she has only 200 um next is xavier again he went he went bankrupt last week so he's starting at zero and he got one uh he got 75 from america 50 from the hoh comp and um he had the 125 total meaning he can't play uh, Alyssa is next. Um, and since she played in chopping block roulette last week, she is also depleted of her coins, uh, coins. I mean, BB bucks. Um, she gets 75 again from America this week. Like God, they are just blowing her up. Um, and she got a hundred from the HOH comp, um, but she's only told at 175. So she also cannot play next is, um, next is Hannah. And Hannah has 100 from America, which she loves. And she also gets uh, 50 uh, from the HOH competition, which brings her up to 300. She politely declines to play, which I just thought was hilarious. Just hilarious. Um, so Kylan is next. Um, he got 50 from America and he laughed. And it's like, buddy, no one, not many people like you. Like a lot of people are really getting sick of his antics and I don't know if he gets it yet, but he uh, got 100 from the HOH. 
Still wasn't enough, though, for him to play. He needed that extra 50 from America to be able to play in this comp, and so he was rightfully not happy. Um, Tiffany is next. She got 100 from America, 50 for HOH, and she's up to 225, I want to say. I can't remember how she would get. Oh, yes, because she had the 75. I can't do math. So um, she was just shy. She couldn't play, but I don't know if she intended to play or not. There was talks about whether or not she would be her own silent HOH, and I'm not even sure um, where that went because I was a little off the grid at the beginning of the week. So I've been playing a little catch up in the last few days. But anyways, um, with Sarah Beth, Sarah Beth is where things started to get interesting. Um, Not necessarily here, but just in general. Um, She was very wishy-washy about getting 50 she was like i'm sure america doesn't like me so i'm only gonna get 50 and when she got it she was just like um she got 100 from the hoh and only totaled uh 200 so that means she can't play um so she was not eligible to dethrone tiffany now we're down to the only two people who actually end up playing this competition we have big d and claire Yes, Claire does end up playing because Claire ends up having, I did not write the note. (laughs) You'd think I'd write these numbers down. I was so close, guys, with my math. But anyways, um, either way, I think the biggest note to make, though, is Big D had $400. I believe Claire had $300, if I remember correctly. Um, But I just think it's just $400 Big Brother bucks is just, is impressive. I mean, I know... Baby T probably would have been there this week had he been around, but it's just interesting to see who's kind of like being favored in America and not, because also a big note, um, part of Big D's uh, veto, uh, wow, I can't remember anything today, Um, part of his uh, high roller bucks were um, from the veto competition from last week. And so that was where he really ended up racking up that extra kind of stuff. So it really would have been pretty close between him and Claire uh, in terms of how things would have panned out with both America and the random little money that they got from the last HOH competition. So as we noted, um, or I noted, um, this competition is really simple. It's just rolling item, um, an item, which is a coin down a slope, and you have to get it into one of the three slots. Person who gets the most in at the end wins. Um, one of the biggest things that I thought was interesting was, again, Big D. Um, he, I mean, at least he's finally getting screen time because he hasn't really done much in this game, and it's it's kind of getting a little frustrating as a fan of somebody or somebody who wants to be a fan of his. It's like literally stop sleeping because he's just pulling a Jesse right now. And it's like, all he wants to do is sleep in the house. Like he gets yelled all the time. It's hilarious. But um, so right before the competition, Tiffany was like, Oh my God, if you play, like we can't have you win. And he's like, okay. Like she explains the plan. He's like, that's fine. Um, So he, knowingly throws the competition um he only gets one in and he's like hey that's like a really good score because it doesn't make it seem like i tried to throw it claire on the other hand got three i mean it seemed easy the way he was doing it so maybe he just would have been real skilled um but she she got three so it was enough to win um nobody knows that she is the secret hoh naturally um and so she has already before we flip the coin made nominations in the diary room regarding who she would put up if she was to dethrone Tiffany. Um, So with the flip, it's heads, HOH, tails, not. um, And HOH being dethroned, that is. Um, 
I kind of wish they didn't call it like the coup d'etat at the beginning because I got all excited, but this isn't really a big old coup d'etat. Like it's not like what Jeff and Boogie were offered way back in the day. It's very different. And it's just kind of like, it's fine to call it dethroning the HOH, but it's, I just don't, I didn't like how they wanted to play it off as a coup d'etat when it wasn't even similar to what it was. Cause I love the old coup d'etat. It's such a brutal, brutal prize punishment. I was going to say it's a prize, but it's a punishment for a lot of people. Um, so anyways, um, Tiffany flips because since they don't know, Tiffany uses this cool little contraption that keeps it all fair and whatever. And I'm sure it keeps it fair because <laughs> she ended up getting dethroned and Claire becomes the new secret HOH. Um, but she ends up renaming um, SB and Kyland and I mean, Sarah, Sarah Beth was not happy and it's in that moment that she's trying like starting to kind of piece together that like oh how is that how is everybody out to get me not in that way but about like it's like how do I have little allies in this house um to a point where it's like even then she like even though she's friends with people she can't get them to save her to save her life and Kylan's just sitting there like yeah, I don't know what to say I don't know um so that's just one of the more hilarious moments of the season because it's also where Kylan decides really kind of you see a turn in him where he's like, I am going to try and make sure that one of us isn't on the block by the end of the week. Um, so that's where we get to power of veto and power of veto was insane this week. Um, just because there was so many dynamics. It wasn't that the competition itself was insane. It's that the dynamics of what could happen if the wrong person one and i mean not even wrong because there's no such thing as a right or wrong right but if you're talking about keeping the nominations the same there were so many people that could throw a wrench into this plan and the people who played this week were xavier sb kyland Alyssa, hannah and claire now sb kyland um and claire all had reason to take somebody that wasn't xavier off the block if xavier got taken off the block nobody would be going up in his place because he was a special third nominee so it would just mean that the rest of the or the other two nominees would just stay in their place um and so that made this extremely interesting because you have that extra dynamic of who is going to be the person being taken off when you know that there isn't going to be that extra replacement nom if xavier and xavier only is the one taken off um, so this is a pretty classic power veto competition. Um, it's just placing the pictures in chronological order. Again, Alyssa acted like she had never seen this comp before. She's like, what? And it's like, dude, this has been on like every season, not every season. It's not been every season, but it's been on like, it's been on a lot of the regular, uh, regularly on <laughs> some of the more recent seasons. So the fact that like my boyfriend, who's only been watching for I don't know, a couple years now. He's been watching since Big Brother 19. He picked up on the fact that he knew this competition and she couldn't. Just kind of where I'm like, super fan? Are you sure? Are you sure? Because she was like, ah, oh, what? Like, she didn't understand that you had to look at the pictures and put it in chronological until like, I mean, we don't get a good sense of time, right? But it seemed like it took her a little bit. And her and Xavier had the worst times um xavier did it in eight minutes and 29 seconds and she did it in um eight minutes and 14 seconds um the rest of the competition was fairly close um 
Claire was um, kind of in the middle of everybody, but the top three were actually really close together. And it was Hannah, Sarah Beth, and Kylan. Um, Hannah and Sarah Beth were very confident in themselves coming out of this competition. Um, Hannah just thought she did it really fast, was like, wow, I can't believe that even in myself that I could do it that fast. Um, SB made one mistake. She went and changed it, came back, and she was done herself. So it looked like it was going to be really close, especially the way... um, CBS played up the times. So uh, Kylan ended up coming in at five minutes and 25 seconds. Sarah Beth came in at five minutes and 22 seconds. They were three seconds apart. But the winner was Hannah because she had four minutes and 59 seconds. Um, Part of her prize wasn't just, it wasn't just getting the power of veto this week. She also got to take three people with her to go watch Dear Evan Hansen, which is coming out. I don't know when I don't care because I don't plan on seeing that movie. Love the show. Love everything. Cannot stand Ben Platt. Um, Beautiful voice. Not a beautiful person from what I have read personally. And that is a personal opinion. You can judge. Anyways, um, I do. It was really great to watch them, though, watch uh, Dear Evan Hansen, just because there was a lot of emotion about not fitting in and every single person in there were sobbing through that movie. Um, Again, I actually really love the story. I love everything about Dear Evan Hansen, except for Ben Platt. So it's just like a big old no for me because of him. And if you really want to know why, just Google some of the stuff that he said before the release of this film and you'll probably figure it out. so with that, um, the, the week is winding down and Kylan's kind of doing what he can to make sure that if he is going to be losing Sarah Beth, that he's at least not on the block when it happens. In turn, potentially trying to flip it on somebody else, though, because he just does not want to lose his ally for some reason. And this is pissing off the cookout big time because it's going against this plan that they created at the beginning of the show where they knew that they had one person that they were do they were a duo with and that at the end of the day they would have to go up against their duo if their duo wasn't evicted at at a certain point before jury and it it was the literal name of the game and kyland is just mad that certain members of the cookout didn't have to go up when it was their person's turn simply because of the way weeks played out and he doesn't want it on his resume to be on the block if he doesn't have to be so he tries to kind of woo tiffany and tiffany is pissed when i when i tell you she's pissed she's pissed um i mean he has given her every reason to just chop his head off at any moment because she it's just any time that the plan for the cookout is going perfectly he's just in there trying to screw it up and i get it's tough watching because I really enjoy watching the cookout and I understand that with literally any other season and any other alliance, I probably wouldn't like it, but there's a dynamic about it and it is about race and it is about them sticking together. And it's not just like, yay, they get to stick together. It's, it's, it's about making a point. Um, not just to CB, it's not even to CBS or to production. It's just in general showing that like, they are here, they can play, and they deserve They deserve a shot. And their whole point is, if we can make it to the six by ourselves, like, it's kind of just trying to show that, like, they can do, anybody, do the same thing anybody else can um, and really show that they are just as powerful as any other alliance on this show, which are all largely white, if not all white-dominated. Um, so... 
rightfully so, Tiffany was really upset with some of the stuff that Kylan was doing because Kylan was really at, at a lot of points in between the power of veto competition and ceremony trying so hard to try and get um, Hannah to try and take him off because at the end of the day, she's the one that is taking him off. And instead of just talking to her, he's talking to literally everybody in the house and campaigning. And it's like, that's where I think it also rubbed the cook out the wrong way. Cause it's like, you're not even in a position to be doing this at this moment. Um, it did not work. Hannah planned to be using the uh, plan to use the veto on Xavier anyways. And that is exactly what happened. So Sarah Beth and Kylan landed on the block by themselves. Um, we have a couple more notes. I know this is a long episode, but we kind of have a lot more, not a lot more. We have a lot to talk about this entire time. Um, the, one quick note I'll make before we jump into what the jurors thought is the cookout got very close to being exposed this week. Um, Alyssa and Claire almost sniffed them out this week during a conversation with Xavier in the backyard um, when they started piecing together that the lack of white people in the jury was starting to get a little suspicious and in the house in general. And Xavier was just like, oh, hmm interesting can't believe you picked up on that and meanwhile he's in the diary room going oh my god like yeah of course that's i mean he's play playful at first but then he's just kind of like shit like what am i gonna do like how am i gonna handle this um him and hannah spend a lot of the week trying to defuse that or not the week but the rest of the um probably like four days leading up to um the eviction trying to kind of like stave that off and be like no no that's fine we're good um and it doesn't seem like they are on all uh, it's tough it's tough to say <laughs> that we know where they are because a lot of things that we don't know come out in the dr and we didn't get a great sense of where they're at i mean they they seem to know right but we kind of only got a base of what they're thinking about this situation so that's definitely where it's going to be interesting moving forward um, in these coming weeks, um, what's going to happen. Um, so on tonight's episode, um, we got the jurors finally, I mean, not finally, we only got there two there. So it's our first eligible episode for it at all. And boy, was it tough just cause it, it basically they got whacked with the cookout without realizing it's the cookout. Um, so Kylan, during his goodbye message, told Derek X that he had been in an alliance since week one. Um, something that nobody said to Brittany in her goodbye messages, which I'm sure made her feel good. Um, and this is kind of a strategy that people have employed in the past to be like, oh, maybe they'll really give me sympathy in the jury house because I told them and I don't want to hurt their feelings. Not used to kind of work. It doesn't really work anymore because people see through it. And I, don't, I personally don't think it's going to work for Kylan. But I can tell he's going to try with literally anybody that he is kicking out of the house because this is it's just it's happened week over week at, at this point. Um, so after watching all of this through, um, Derek is convinced that there is a four-person, not six-person alliance. Um, he thinks it's Kylan, Xavier, Tiffany, and Aza. Hilariously, 
neither Derek X nor Brittany think that the people who were playing them played them. So um, Derek X was partnered with Hannah and Brittany was actually with both Aza and Big D. Big D was kind of more of a floater, but she was with both of them and neither of them told her. Neither of them told her. Um, also, her reaction to some of the stuff in Derek X's DVD was hilarious. Um when they were watching the video, like they got to see the comp HOH competition and she got to see how close it was. And it's like every other comp, she's like, that would have been my comp. That was my comp. And when she saw the bounce beam, she's like, that was my comp. And I'm like, just like the wall when you fell off. Like, I just like, like, what is your comp? Because maybe she would have been good. She definitely has good balance because she is a fantastic dancer, but it's just kind of like, Ooh, like I don't know like you say that you would have been good at it but you also said you'd be good at the wall and you weren't either and you had that natural center of gravity to do well on the wall um also the backdoor debate comes back again because before any opportunity to know about whether or not um Derek X was playing in the veto um or was even eligible to play in the veto the second that she saw that he wasn't a nominee um, on the first round, she was like, oh, you got backdoored. And it's like, see, this is where people definitely think that the phrase has evolved. Um, again, you don't have to agree with how other people use the phrase, but commonly backdoor means something now in, on this show than it did back when Nokomis created it back in season five. It's not that you have to agree with it, but I, I think at this point, it's kind of dumb to gatekeep it unless we can come up with a new name for what they're discussing and start talking about that in a deeper strategy, just because there are that it, it like to assume that they might play in the veto. I mean, you can't really control it. And if people want to put a name to something like that, they only have the phrase backdoor right now to use. And that's what they're using just because actually really to the fault of production, too few real fans have been on the show for so long that people who don't know what the phrase meant originally have just used it in a way that it doesn't actually mean. And it's to, it, it, I don't know who you want to blame or be mad at, but at this point, this debate is going to continue until we get an answer, if we even get an answer. But I don't mind, because this is a fun debate, and I love talking to people about it. But I do just want people to not get butt hurt when something like ha that happens, because gatekeeping this phrase right now, I don't think is the best. Because it, and I'm not saying that I don't sometimes come off as a slight big brother elitist, because I accidentally can do that sometimes. But, um to assume that somebody is not a competent big brother fan simply because of the way they use this phrase um, is beyond rude. Um, I've kind of had that happen a lot in the comments where I was talking about this debate um, and not directed at me, but directed toward other people. Um, and it's just frustrating because it's like, if we really want our show to be as good as it used to be, we have to stop being so divisive and I know things in life have been getting divisive and I'm not trying to bring anything else into um, this conversation, but if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and it's just, I don't want that kind of divisiveness to continue to feed into the show the way it has been. Um, there are some fans out there that are incredibly sensitive about certain players uh, to a point where myself and people that I'm friends with on TikTok 
we cannot have certain conversations anymore because we are genuinely afraid that honest content we are putting up that does not mock people, that does not put people down, will get reported for harassment and bullying. We have both had our accounts, myself and my friend Sarah, have both had our accounts locked. She's had it had multiple times. I've only had it once um, because people will report videos that aren't actually offensive. And we've had videos removed because they were offensive. Um, Sarah has issues putting up certain videos because people have reported certain videos so much that certain videos automatically get flagged. So to circle back, I'm using this backdoor debate to kind of bring up and really wrap up this episode. We'll talk briefly about the HOH comp, but it really actually wasn't that dramatic. Uh, But I just really want to use this platform right now to reach out to all of the people who listen to us. Almost wish I had said this a little earlier in the episode, but um, I will certainly highlight this because we finally have casting going the right direction. The last thing we want to do is get to a point as a fan base where we are so angry with each other and we cannot agree on certain things that this show doesn't become fun anymore because it's actually covering this show is not as fun as it was last year for me personally. Um, A lot of the people who are really, really sensitive about it when we're just trying to put out honest content on different portions of social portions, different social media platforms. It's it's frustrating Um, because there also are a lot of very genuine people who love interacting with us and they love, it doesn't even matter if they don't agree, they love the debate, but it is that pervasive few that have caused these problems. And this is really my, my message is I am begging if you are listening and you are one of those people, or you know one of those people, please stop. Please stop. This show has been on the brink for a while, not necessarily being canceled, of just whether or not it can be good again. And we are finally seeing that upward swing, I believe. And again, just the last thing we need is divisiveness on social media. so anyways, let's just get really quick to the vote. <laughs> Sorry to have gone on a little diatribe there. But um, anyways, uh, Sarah Beth um, was evicted um, on a 5-1 vote. She did know that Tiffany was going to be voting in favor of her just to make her feel better. Because um, Kylan's whole thing was he wanted to get off the block so he could make her feel better with the sympathy vote. And it's like, who cares? It's not going to matter. Tiffany's like, I'll throw the fucking sympathy vote. I don't care. It's just... Kylan doesn't understand what he's doing by shooting himself in the foot over and over and over again. Any chance he wants at winning is getting slimmer and slimmer the more he is being selfish. Um, We got a live feed HOH competition. I am coming to you guys live um, right after, well, not live, but right after that. And um, uh, so this was a crazy competition. I thought I would be up all night. But uh, nurser, nursery, um, we had the swing competition, which we haven't seen in a while. Um, I don't think it's been too, too long, but it has been a few seasons, at least two or three, um, minimum two. Um, and it's for people who aren't familiar, it's the competition where everybody sits on a swing to some degree and um, they're being spun around in a circle and they have to hit some object that's just chilling. Um, <laughs> It's just honestly, um, the way they have, sorry, I was thinking about something. Um, the way they 
have changed this comp. I don't know what they must have done because this competition used to be something that like back in the day when Jeff and uh, Russell were doing this one for HOH, I believe Russell was the one that won HOH that week. I mean, they were on there for, I think like close to three hours and you had Claire falling off cause she was about to puke. Um, I don't know. I th- I know somebody else almost wanted to puke and I just can't remember who I want to say was Hannah. Oh yeah, it was Hannah because Hannah had hit her head um, earlier in the week and she was just not feeling it up on that um, swing, especially with getting hit multiple times by this elephant that had bubbles blowing out of its butt. I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Um, and so, yeah, that was really, that was definitely interesting. Um, I, I They've always kind of reformed the way they like theme this competition. And it's always been like, there was one year it was a pie that just kept hitting them. And I'm like, that's cool. That's smart. But it was just an elephant with bubbles blowing out of its butt. And I'm like, who fuck thought of that? Like, I just don't know where ideas like that come from. I genuinely don't. Um, so again, this was a competition that in old times would have lasted a really long time. And this one barely, la- I don't even think it lasted an hour. I'm pretty sure it lasted like 40 minutes um, t- to be correct. Um, just about. Um, so it was really quick though. Uh, the cookout had a plan to get Aza to win. And when it came down to the final three, which was Aza, Tiffany and Kyland, Kyland wouldn't drop. Kylan was supposed to drop. Tiffany was supposed to make sure, like, she she knew that she could, she was going to guarantee it for Aza. Kylan was refusing to cooperate. Um, and after Aza drops, the two just glare at each other the entire time. Um, so it was just hilarious how... Oh, it was so bad. And I'm just so, like, interested to see what the repercussions are going to be because, guys, like, it was ugly like i mean not actually ugly where they were screaming at each other but you could cut the tension when that happened um if you know what was going on um and in the end Kif- uh, tiffany outlasted kyland and retook hoh for good this week. not for good but actually has a solid hoh for the entire week so she's back in her room she actually gets it this week um which is gonna be interesting so let's talk predictions very fast um i I'm going to say that it's going to be Xavier and Alyssa this week. Um, Everybody, again, has their partners that need to go. Alyssa's going to be the target, I believe, this week. And that means Xavier's going to be the one going up. Um, He's probably not going to be happy. I genuinely wonder if he is going to try and pull Kylan. And the issue is, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm wrong about Xavier going up and if Kylan goes up. Only because... Kyland has been rub- rubbing so many people the wrong way. In the end, though, it's it, it pretty obvious in my mind that it's going to be Alyssa that gets the boot. Um, doesn't really seem like it's going to go any other way, at least in my mind this point. Um, but we will see how this goes uh, next week. So with that, we will wrap up today's episode. This has been the BB Breakdown. Tune in next Friday when we tackle... Oh my God, is it week nine? I didn't even update this Ah! Um, of Big Brother 23 and all it entails. Guys, we are getting double. How do I want to phrase this? Well, I probably should have phrased this better. It's it's back to back double evictions, double, double evictions. (laughs) 
So next week, we will get a double eviction. And the following week, we will get a double eviction. This is not how CBS planned it. Um, they had different times scheduled out for a what we believe is a triple was supposed to be a triple eviction. And because there was so much online backlash about how the triple eviction went last year, that it seems that they have changed their tune. So Either way, you guys don't want to miss next week's episode. In the meantime, you can find me on social media at It's Abigail Adams on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find the BB Breakdown on social media as well at Breakdown underscore BB on Twitter, at Breakdown BB on Facebook, and at the Breakdown, oh, the BB Breakdown. I almost got it, guys, on YouTube. But with that, I will see you next time. Scott will be here with me next time, and I promise you that. But we will talk next time and uh, expect the unexpected just like that.